Yeah, he's uh, in city council meeting, I think. Oh. Yeah, they got a lot going on over there today. They uh, spend, spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure has. Have I checked with IT before I started? <laughs> I don't see Patrick here. All right. Thank you all. Thank you for being here. We'll move right along with our agenda. Uh, Mr. Moses is going to be kind enough to lead us in our prayer and our Pledge of Allegiance. Please stand for those items. Let's pray. Gracious, most kind and benevolent Father, we thank you for your bountiful blessings and we thank you for all that you do for us on a daily basis. Father God, we pray that you would empower this body, Father God, with the wisdom and knowledge to undertake the business of this community. And Father God, we pause and pray for our saint that is going on. We pray for the family of Dr. Charles Stanley who went on. And then, Father God, we pray that you continue to be with this community as we grow and become the community that you desire for us to be. This we thank you for in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. There he is. I'll start off with a proclamation for Earth Day. I see Dr. Bell is here. Come to the podium, please. How are you? Are you traveling solo today? All right. Good afternoon, everyone, Hello. Chairman. Um, April the 22nd, 2023, will mark the 53rd anniversary of us celebrating our Earth. The theme for Earth Day 2023 is invest in our planet. It's the only one we have, so we need to take care of it. This year's theme focused and engaged governments, institutes, businesses, and more than one billion citizens who participate annually in Earth Day activities to do their part. Keep Larry Beautiful 17th Earth Day celebration is a free event for families, young or old. I always get that question. I don't have any children. I'm 50, 70, 80 years old. Can I still come? Yes, you can. You can still come. So it's for everyone to come out and enjoy and learn about our environment. So we invite you to celebrate and come out on April the 21st, which is tomorrow. Uh, Friday at Bryan Commons from 3 to 6. We still have trees that you're able to reserve um, anywhere from flowering trees to native fruit trees like pawpaw. I have never heard of a pawpaw before, but apparently it's a, a mix between a banana and a, a mango, but tastes like Boston cream pie, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we have crepe myrtles and other uh, flowering trees and blueberries and things like that for fruit that you can go onto our website, keeplerbeautiful.org, and reserve one and come out there and pick it up between 3 and 6, Brian Commons, tomorrow, April the 21st. That's it, sir. This is a proclamation designated April 21st, 2023 as Earth Day in Liberty County, whereas the first Earth Day was created 53 years ago, recognizing the importance of every person in preserving our natural resources. And on that first Earth Day, 20 million Americans rallied for a healthy, sustainable environment. And whereas the global community now faces extraordinary challenges such as global health issues, food and water shortages, extreme weather events, and economic struggles, 
and whereas all life forms on earth have a right to a healthy, sustainable environment, and as caretakers of the planet, we all have an obligation to change the human behaviors that contribute to climate change and environmental degradation to preserve the earth's beauty and its resources. And whereas this obligation extends not only to today's caretakers, but also to the future generations of caretakers who will inherit the planet from us. And whereas Liberty County is blessed with a wealth of green space, which enriches the lives of both residents and visitors alike, providing habitat for varied flora and fauna, sustainable natural resources, and many diverse recreational opportunities. And whereas Liberty County supports projects that demonstrate and encourage energy conservation, sustainability, and the usage of renewable energy. And whereas many local community members, schools, businesses, and environmental organizations are working together in the interest of the planet to inspire intergenerational participation through local actions and global environmental consciousness. Now, therefore, be it resolved, I, Donald L. Lovett, and the members of the Liberty County Commission do hereby proclaim April 22, 2023, as Earth Day in Liberty County. And I encourage all citizens to become engaged in local and global efforts to help improve the environment, so declared on this 20th day of April, 2023. All right, come on up, Dr. Bill. Commissioners, people gather around, please. <laughs> I do make a challenge yeah. if any of the commissioners are able to come out there, we will have a t-shirt for you. Okay. So Brian Cummins from what time to what time? Three to six, sir. Three to six of Brian Cummins. That means any you are invisible. <laughs> Shining star. <laughs> all right, one, two, three, smile. One, two, three, smile. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. What you do with all the pictures, Joe? I don't ever see them. You got to be friends with the county, buddy. Yeah, maybe that's why. I'm going I'm to look today. I want you. I'm going to send you a friend request. Okay. Okay. You want to see you tomorrow? Thanks, All right. The chair acknowledges the presence of the mayor of Walthamville, Georgia, the Honorable Larry Baker, and First Lady Baker is here. Good to have you all in the audience. Yeah. Yeah, he kept his word. He beat me here. I know the coroner's here, but he's on the agenda, so we'll, we'll see. see from at that time. All right. Our finance reports. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners. We have the county's February 2023 financial statements. Um, this is the first item that I will report on this evening. As of the end of February, we have collected approximately 53% of our budgeted revenues and have exhausted around 68% of the budgeted expenditures. We currently have 4.6 months of operating expenditures in our unreserved fund balance. This is up significantly from the previous month, which was only 1.1 month. Uh, the largest reason for this increase is the collection of property taxes. It's finally started coming through in, um, uh, in February, and it, it's made a huge difference. 
Uh, looking at the departmental expenditures for the general fund, there are a few departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Um, elections, as I've mentioned in previous month's reports, um, the variance, the overage um, is for the purchase services for those voting hubs. Um, however, we don't expect this department to exceed their budget for the year. Um, additionally, risk management. This is the department where we pay our um, retirement plan contribution. Uh, this was actually paid in January of 23. Um, another payment will not be required until FY24. So this department as well is not expected to go over budget. Uh, public information is showing a, an overage for their budget currently for um, the expenditures related to the service awards luncheon that we held back in December. Um, we don't anticipate this department exceeding its budget for the year. Engineering fees are running just slightly ahead of schedule. Um, this is due to all the, the site plan review work um, that the engineer has performed so far for us for all of our many ongoing and upcoming projects for the county. Um, the general administration department, um, I have mentioned this as well in the past. This is the department where we pay our regional uh, commission dues from. These amounts are paid in July, um, so therefore they're going to show over budget until we get further along during the year. The Bureau of Professional Standards. Um, this is slightly ahead of schedule due to the purchase of some radios, uh, as well as the renewal of the LensLock body camera contract. We may need to revisit this um, department before the end of the year to see if a budget amendment is going to be needed. Um, community services is showing a negative variance due to purchases made for the annual wellness fair that was held back in October. Um, but we do not expect this department to exceed its annual budget. Uh, conservation admin department, we paid the dues to the Georgia Alabama Land Trust uh, back in October. But there are no additional expenses uh, expected to be paid out of this department through the end of the year. Also, uh, other financing Financing uses, um, there's a very large variance for here um, due to the county drawing down on the 22 bonds that were issued back in June. Um, and so since the revenue was recorded at the tail end of FY22, it kind of skewed. Uh, and now we're recording the expenses as we draw down the funds. And so far we have, for FY23, we have drawn down approximately 600000 for the new EMS building, uh, 1.5 million for the Miller Park Fire Station, mm -hmm. and approximately 400,000 for the uh, solid, waste, solid Waste Recycling Center. Um, the total bonds were 12.5 million, if I recall, and we will continue to draw down the funds um, up in, as we need them or as we mm -hmm. incur the cost through December of 23. Um, at which time the rest of the proceeds will be distributed to the county. Mr. Brown, what else what items were covered in those bonds? There were, well, uh, as she mentioned, so uh, fire station, mm -hmm. EMS, EMS, and then the solid waste center improvements. Yeah. 
those were the only three. And then you're getting ready to do some bonds this year, later on probably for the uh, public works that's paid back through Splash and also health department. Yeah. Um, okay, continuing on to solid waste. At the end of February, the solid waste has net income of 336,000. To date, we've collected over 76% of the budget of revenues and spent approximately 67% of the expenditures. Um, and looking at the solid waste departmental expenses, there is only one department running ahead of schedule, and that is 4520 for solid waste collections. In reviewing the detail for this, um, it was noted that the deficit is primarily caused by depreciation, which is a non-cash expense item, but also fuel. And as we're all aware, the fuel costs continue to rise, um, so it's a, it's a trend across all the departments. Um, with regards to the county's special revenue funds, there are currently no departments that are over budget for this month, so that's great. Uh, flipping over to the sales tax reports, our revenue for sales tax six for February was a little over a million dollars. It was another good month, exceeding our original expectations. Um, at the end of February, for the current fiscal year, we are 2.5 million ahead of schedule for SPLOS six and seven million ahead of schedule for uh, since the inception of SPA six. Um, for the, yes, sir, the, for the current fiscal year, huh? so FY23, we're already 2.5 million okay. collections uh, higher. Mm -hmm. And then f since SPA six started, we're seven million. Seven million. Yes. Over and above. Over and above, which is a very great thing. Yes, um, similarly, in TSPLOS, we've received over 900000 for the month of February. And since this TSPLOS started, we have collected over $25.5 You know, the state was projecting that February may have been a down month for sales tax, but... It dropped off a little bit for yeah. both SPLOS uh, and TSPLOS, but it was still, still I mean, a million dollars for SPLOS and nine hundred for TSPLOS. So it's still yeah. strong and yes, more than we um, estimated. I a question on, on solid waste. Was this the first year of the slight increase after the study? <coughs> or is this the second? After our, the study our, we had, and then we increased solid waste a little bit? Yes, ma'am. Was ma this we, the first year? or have No, ma'am. Uh, we increased it two years ago. Two, so this is and, the second year. Yes, ma'am, and it's going up again this year. Then it the, steps the, it, it will step up again this okay. year, yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and that's all I have for you on the February financials, unless you all have questions. Any questions for Ms. Sam? Oh, it looks a lot better than last <laughs> month. It does. I have to it's getting better. For that and <laughs> getting everything collected, I guess. <laughs> Mr. Brown reported that he had, Mr. Brown, Mr. Um, Jones reported that he has collected 94 point five. Almost 95% already. Yes. Yeah. That's why you had yeah. a schedule. Yeah. Well, excellent. Way excellent. 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 All righty. Thank you. Any no questions? Thank you, Ms. Sam. Oh, you got something else? You do. Um, yes. <laughs> Next on the agenda for finance is the FY24 CIP. Um, you guys have been provided with a revised copy of the CIP schedule. Um, and I would just like to point out that these are the FY24 items that were considered <laughs> urgent. Um, 
in a review with the departments and, and Joey and Joseph. Um, and we tried to find funding from other sources. Um, as we mentioned at the planning retreat, there were some uh, available ARPA funds that we, we could shift over to cover some of these that would also be ARPA eligible. Um, additionally, um, there are some that are SPLOS el eligible. And, um, but overall, let's see, I guess if, if it doesn't have a blue flag or a red star, um, then the item will need to be covered by the general fund. Um, assuming that you, you all do um, use those ARPA funds to cover um, mm -hmm. some of these CIP items. But the total approximate unfunded um, CIP for FY24 is approximately 6.9 million. And if anyone has any questions, I'll be happy to address. This is just as we saw at the um, county planning. Yes, and I think uh, we've added a couple more tick marks just to, just to uh, show the items that could be covered with that extra ARPA money. Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly we can come back next month and you, go, you all can um, approve that or discuss it at more length. Your next, at your next meeting, you'll actually approve the modifications to your ARPA budget that y'all discussed at the workshop. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but what we need you to do tonight is go ahead and tentatively adopt the CIP for consideration in this year's budget for general fund uh, and or those other funds. And so the items that y'all talked about using ARPA to cover are the ones she noted that have the blue flags now on them in there. And those were the uh, HVAC projects. Mm -hmm. And additionally, uh, your sheet will show the next sheet at the next meeting uh, under ARPA will also indicate that there's ARPA money allocated for Mil Miller Park Pavilion, as y'all discussed, I believe it was $200,000 if I remember of ARPA to go over there. So that'll actually contain a flag and a star because uh, it'll be eligible for both or is eligible for both. And the other one is the uh, Gun Branch Playground that'll also contain a flag and a star. So um, those were the only changes that were there. Okay. And the upper funds have to be spent? 2026. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, I wanted to ask a question, and Joy, you might can help me with it, on the, the revenues where it shows taxes. Do we... I thought at one time we we identified timber taxes and then we identified um, homeowners. Didn't we do that at one time? I, I just see that revenues on the page there. It's all listed as taxes. Yeah, this is just a summary report. But in your in the detailed budget over here, right? Uh, it it still shows it broken out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. it, it, How? I'm sorry. Okay. Did you look at it? Did I look at the timber? Yeah. I, I looked at it the other day in here, yeah. It was running low. Of course, that's only the timber tax that you get. Right. Um, well, correct. I mean, it would be the timber tax is broken out from the tax commissioner remitted from the mills. Assess timber. Right, I understand right. that part yeah. of it because a lot of it's in conservation, but I just. Did we get a check from Fort Stewart this time? I don't know whether we've got it actually comes from federal lands of something yeah, yeah but I, I'm not sure we have every now and then a check will surprise us right yeah. right that's for the timber yeah. harvest that I can check on that yeah. Yeah. okay 
when they feel the spirit. <laughs> is there a change in that now where they go online? Or, the, um, or was that, is that starting in this year? Well, so, so your last year, year before last, the timber companies have to get a permit online. Online. That we have to register online, and that's the way the state requires it to be tracked. And then there's one person mm -hmm. in the county that's in the tax assessor's divisions in, of each county that's authorized and access to get into that system to check and see. Actually, they're supposed to get a notice, too, so they can go in there and, <coughs> and look at the status of the tracks that are undercut, so to speak, on the state side that they're being harvested. But, yes, ma'am, they changed that last year, this past year. So whenever that tax is paid, does it go to the state first and then come back here, or is it going to the so, commissioner's office, tax commissioner? No. So the tax still, you're, you're taxed at the mill, right? So the mill, the mill produces a report, mm -hmm. basically, to the homeowner and to the tax assessors and to the tax commissioner. And so then the tax commissioner levies the appropriate millage to that to that harvest and so it's as taxed at time of harvest you remember it used to be taxed standing mm -hmm. but now it's taxed at time nice. of harvest. harvest and that is every county's experience that we've talked about it is the under reporting we think that's occurring right. statewide right from not reporting all of those harvests I, I guess I thought maybe it going through the state when they changed the way to get the permits that maybe that will clean some of that up a little bit but <coughs> I believe it made it worse <laughs> all right so the CIP plan would need our approval um, acknowledging yes, that there's it's flexibility in there but at least we need to start with this as our baseline CIP plan for, for this fiscal year. Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion that we accept the CIP as presented. Second. In second, we accept the CIP plan as presented. Once again, with the caveat that we know we can make adjustments. Any further discussion? All in favor, let no more show of hands, please. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Last item on the agenda for finance is a, a proposal, a cost proposal from our auditors, Malden and Jenkins. Um, included in your packets is a three-year cost proposal starting with this year's audit, FY23, continuing through FY25. Um, there is an incremental, incremental increase for each of those years included in the proposal of $1,000. Um, M&J has uh, extensive experience auditing state and local governments throughout the southeastern United States. Um, has been in business since 1918. Um, I would recommend we stay with these auditors, um, and um, but obviously, you know, that choice is yours, so I'm just here to present the information, so, um, but let me know if you have any questions, and I'll be happy to try to answer. What, this is, what number audit for them, what, what year, how many years have we used them continuously? Probably the sixth Ooh. or seventh year. Mm, about seven. Yeah. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. What's the recommendation time frame of staying with one company? There's there's not one. There's not. I mean, there are counties that, that stay with them 20 years, or some counties mm -hmm. that swap them every second year. The, the, the thing I think that's different than, than, I think something to consider is this, is that counties our size that swap auditors go through a whole new process of uh, gearing up with the new audit firm staff-wise, uh, staff time involvement during that year of inception. 
um, with the staff turnover we've had in finance. I mean, if you didn't want to go three years, I would at least suggest you go one year, mm-hmm. and please, and stay stay with the same firm, so we don't incur all that. We're still trying to play catch up because it's new staff. I just have to ask. I mean, you feel comfortable with it? Oh, I feel very comfortable with and, it. And you do too. I do. I, mm-hmm. Mr. Chairman, make a motion. We let's go forward with it. We have a second. Second. Motion second that we approve the cost estimate to uh, remain with Mullen and Jenkins for auditing services. Any further discussion? There being none, let it be known by show of hands if you're in favor. Money count money. Position. One opposition. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Long. Good evening. Good evening. I'll try to hit some of the highlights on this that I wanted to see. Um, one of the things I want to skip down to track lane, if you don't mind, Mr. Giller, since we're going to stop on that project, I'll drop that off my report during the month because um, you had asked me to keep it on before, so I want to make sure we let it drop off. Um, the Highway 17 Barrington Ferry Road roundabout, uh, we have a layout. We have a meeting with DOT tomorrow about some of the things, kind of going over the progress. Uh, we do have sub-consultants set up for all the ecology and all the environmental stuff that we have to do for the DOT funding that we have for that. So that's uh, moving along nicely. Um, the uh, Middle Park um, Recreation Park, they're pretty much finished. We've got a, we're working on some uh, aggregate issues in the grass. I'm going to meet with Marion Stevens out there about it uh, sometime next week, and uh, we'll continue to work with the contractor on that. And they're supposed to be back out at the uh, um, convenience center to stay. So if they're not, they're not out there this week, but I think they're supposed to be out there to stay next week. Are they still asking for that 45-day? Yes, ma'am. Didn't we already give them one? A brain delay? I couldn't see where we did it last month. So we, well, we did need, before we, that, I think, didn't I we? Think we did. did. I think we've already That's had one extension. I'll, I'll, I threw I'll it rained real bad and there was a lot of yes, water ma'am. standing. I, I'll update it. I, I, so are they I was, going 45 days and then yes, 45 ma'am. days after February 20th or to February 20th? After February 20th. So they want to go into. Yeah, we, we need to adjust that number. Yeah, we're Getting past close. February. Yeah. yeah, we need to adjust that number. So I'll get with them and update the number, and if we, if we could uh, have it back. It's April 20th today. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Let's uh, get back. If I could be on the commission meeting, a regular meeting, we'll update that number. Okay, thanks. You can? Yes. Okay. Lost where I was. All right, uh, the contractor at the fire station has, has done a little bit more. Uh, still need to get a bit of work done on the site work over there, but uh, they're still within time. Um, the uh, Limerick Road is out for bid. Um, it's, it showed up in the paper, so we're taking bids on that on May 25th. Uh, Bill Carter Road, we did receive bids on the 18th. Uh, the low bidder was platinum paving, so they were about $1.2 but what we're trying to do is verify funds. Um, 
we verified them as a, a, a certified, they're a good contractor. So we just want to make sure we got funds available for that. Well, what, what did we budget for that? Well, when we redid it, I was thinking we were going to hit about 1.3. Mm -hmm. So we're hitting right at 1.2. 1 .2. 1 .2. And okay. but it was a lot less than that a year and a half ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but anyhow, um, Trent, while you taking a break, they, uh, <clears throat> Lewis Fraser Road on Peacock Canal. It says the county is responsible for acquiring the uh, right of way. How much right of way are we talking about? Oh, it's not a huge piece. It's like a 10 foot strip. Oh. Uh, and I can't remember the distance. Several hundred feet on each side of the road. Which, uh, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah, he's gonna. Did he's I, I, I went right past that. I, 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 I was, yeah, I did get right past that. Oh yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm, no, that's good. That means I'm paying I'm, attention. I'm trying to pick and choose and make sure that I, I don't read everything to you. Yeah, we appreciate um, that. Yeah, sidewalks for Elm Street are, are ready to go. Um, we're proposing a bid opening date of May 30th, if that's okay with you. I'll get that in the paper. It'll show up next week. That's the earliest, right? Yes, sir. What that'll do is that'll give us uh, time. By the time it gets in the paper next Thursday, and then we have our uh, 30 days, that'll be just about right. Sounds good. It gives us a little bit more than 30 days, but the way the paper runs, and the, we like to open on Tuesdays or Thursdays, and by the time those days get here, that's pretty close. So, uh, Mr. Chair, uh, we don't need a motion or anything to move forward with that, right? Do we? Have any numbers? Yeah. All right. Um, we did, uh, Commissioner Gillard, we did uh, meet with uh, Alan Hurst, and they did award the contract to Platinum Paving for Davidson Select. Um, we did talk about the Islands Highway safety improvements at the, uh, one of the retreats, and I don't know if we want to try to talk about that at the next meeting or whenever you'd like to do it. Mm -hmm. So, because um, what we need to be able to do on it is we've got a year's worth of uh, environmental stuff that we need to do and I've, I need to get a, a subcontractor on line because there are certain species that you have to do surveys for at certain <coughs> seasons of the year and I got a species in all four seasons so if I don't go ahead and start now, I just I know I've got a year, and I'd like to go ahead and still be able to get the spring, if I can get them started. When you say species, you mean species? Species, yes, like critters running around and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about on what road? Allen's Highway. I thought you just brought up the road there in Allenhurst. We did, but I switched. They got critters down there too. <laughs> we got critters down there. But what we're doing on Islands Highway is we're, we're um, making sure we follow the DOT guidelines as far as environmental and you historical. You got a plan on that one there then, and the bid's yes, already sir. in, right? So. Yeah, Davidson Select, or are you on Islands Davis Highway? Davidson Select, I mean. Davidson Select got a plan in, got a contractor, got a contract going on. Did they say? No, you don't no critters out there. No critters. Yeah, you you going? You know when they're going to get started on that trend? I do not yet. Uh, their contracts are not due back until the end of next week. Okay. 
So we probably won't be having a notice to proceed for another two weeks and then sometime shortly thereafter. Take me back to the species. Take you back to the species. So that's a DOT requirement? Yes, sir. So when you follow the DOT plan preparation process, mm -hmm. you, there are certain guidelines that you go through to um, ensure that you're protecting the environment. You know, obviously we look at wetlands, mm -hmm. um, but you look at historic areas, you look at archaeology, you look at endangered species. And when you hit the endangered species portion of it, in our area, we have certain species that you have to do the surveys for in certain seasons of the year. Wow. So you have to set traps or whatever? Or? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how to do that because something? that's not my cup of tea, but that's why they have a, a pre-certified environmentalist to do yeah, that's that. That's what they do. That's what they do. Right. So you said Alice Highway. Yes, sir. But we're using DOT criteria yes, we're, we're trying to use DOT criteria is a higher level yes huh. what we're trying to do is make sure that we cover everything with this level of project mm -hmm. now we don't have to go through all the DOT environmental review that goes up to the state and all the way up to federal okay. and all the way back down that takes you several years to go through mm -hmm. we're just going through doing the studies making sure that we're not getting ourselves in trouble gotcha. yes sir the, the studies we're, we're, we're doing this to give us to give liberty county a uh, a plus a plus and to give us a uh, um, when it comes to liability it gives us something to fall back on that we did what we needed to do to protect the environment if, if, if you didn't do them uh now because at the beginning of the project and you try to get federal or state dollars to help like we've been trying to get uh -huh. you'd have to go back and do them and then you wouldn't be able to use the state and federal dollars as quickly as you probably they're going to be available. So it's something we definitely want to cover. Any kind of federal dollar that will ever touch that project, either through GDOT or direct feds, would, would take that study. Is and that, others. And a noise. It's got to be a noise survey done. Sure. There's, got to, there's several environmental surveys that have to be done. A lot of boxes to check. Is that kind of sort of what happened at Flemington? Yes, that is part of what happens in Flemington. That's why that project was, took seven years, years to get to yeah. on the yeah. ground. It, well, it, it required the reviews and it required the GDOT and federal reviews because it had state and federal funds in it. So, yeah. And that's, that's why the bypass is taken yeah. so long. That's part of the reason why they hadn't cleaned those ditches out on 84 then. And species. Species. See how many species is out there. I've seen one of them big old white pond birds. In the ditch, eat crawfish. Way I that. But no, it's interesting. <laughs> I just never knew all that was involved. <laughs> In fact, the historic guys have to go out there and they have to dig a hole every 60 meters. Hmm. They have to do a grid. Yeah. And they have to dig holes everywhere to find artifacts. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Species. Wow. That's artifacts. My critters and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have. Joey, on the, the first page here's Claudia Lane. Um, can, can you and I get together so that we can uh, talk about the funding for that? Um, in the day next week, I, I think the only thing I got right now is um, Wednesday after 12. I, I got to go out of town, but um, Monday morning. We can. Uh, I'll get with you because we have ACCG at the end of the week, so we'll, we'll get together first of the week. Yeah, just, just give me a call, have my rear uh, set up something or whatever. 
so we can try to get that. Want to get that taken care of before um, it's. And Hall of Fame is Thursday too. Huh? And Hall of Fame is Thursday too. Good. Yeah, that's six o'clock at night though, so mm -hmm. we get that. And, and Mr. Chairman, I would have I, I would have been here um, on time. I was um, kind of depend on Mr. Donahue to to keep the meeting flowing, and but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, he, I said, Pat, you got to come over here too. So I don't know why he kept us over there so long. But those newspaper guys. Same old. Yeah. That's all I really have tonight. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful. We know how to reach you, Commissioner. I encourage you to get with Mr. Long as as often as you can. You know, prior to meetings, get a lot of your questions answered. Uh, you know, I just believe everybody has up deserved opportunity to get prepared to answer uh, questions. So. Let's utilize his services a little better by reaching out to him uh, before the meetings if we can to get these questions answered. But thank you for the in-service, those species. We, 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 we didn't see that coming. Uh, got a lot going on now. Uh, let's see who's, uh, while, while, while the coroner's coming, uh, attended the LC, uh, PC uh, uh, meeting the other night. And let me tell you what you guys need to do that sometime. There's a lot going on that, that we don't get to see because it's not in because it may be in Walthyville or Riceboro, you know, so on and so forth. But there's a lot going on in Liberty County. Uh, I have a whole different perspective just from attending uh, the meeting on Tuesday with all the growth that's upon us. Um, they're building houses and townhouses and places where I would not have thought they were building them down you know, in, in, in Liberty County. So the, we're, we are truly in the growth period. We are truly. and. Uh, as we discussed earlier with the uh, EMS, and, and with that growth come all the, the need for services, i.e., unfortunately, what this gentleman does too. So not only does the commercial residential grows, but the need for services grows. You know? And of course, our challenge is trying to pay for them. Mr. Coroner. Well, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, all commissioners. Good evening. Um, and y'all can put your red pens down now. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not at budget right now, so I'm, I'm pretty good now. But just uh, want to be on the, in the agenda tonight just to kind of give you a brief overview of last year, uh, the numbers from last year, um, how the numbers are broken down and all from last year. Um, and um, I think Commissioner Frazier on, that, on, the, um, uh, on the soldiers. Yeah. So on the soldiers, we, have, we now have a memorandum agreement with the um, Armed Forces Medical Examiner's Office in Washington, D.C. Um, they're going to handle all soldiers um, inside now of the garrison area. Really? So they have all soldiers. Uh, the biggest thing at the beginning that was, and Mr. Brown, the biggest thing it was is that the CID could not enter an, enter an agreement with the coroner's office. It had to come from the Armed Forces Medical Examiner's Office. Mm -hmm. So we sat down and phone calls and all, and finally came up with a memorandum agreement that they would handle soldiers on post. Uh, we have still the civilians, but they have the soldiers. Um, it's still that concurrent jurisdiction, uh, but we got that worked out to where they would handle their, their own as for soldiers. Um, they would just brief us and give us an update on what's going on, but they actually handle all their own folks doing now. Mm -hmm. So, but we well, still have so, the civilians around. All posts, we still have that. Yes, sir, we still have we still have the soldiers all posts. It's in our jurisdiction. Yes, sir, okay. and we still have the civilians on posts. Okay. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So that's all got worked out in, in, from last year. So the numbers from last year, um, with a total of everything from last year we were involved with, uh, numbers-wise, was 201 calls last year. 
and it's broken down into the from children to natural deaths, accidents, suicides, homicides, all the way down. We had a total of 150, 184 civilian deaths um, last year. Uh, we had seven soldiers' deaths last year. Uh, most of these soldiers were off post, of course, off post. And, um, and then we had 10 children deaths. We had five deaths of COVID last year. Um, and then we had, oh, you're going to the top at 127 of the natural. But it's got all broken down and give you the complete totals of everything from last year. <clears throat> now, there are some numbers that's, that's not listed on here. Uh, they're considered what we call um, NCC cases, which are not corner cases. So those numbers are not shown on here because those are cases that went to the hospital and they were not cases that we were involved with, other than just called about, but not cases that we was involved in directly. Mm -hmm. So those folks who pass in the hospital are not included? Some of, them, some of them are not. And then those folks who are under hospice care who pass at home? Yes, ma'am. They're not included in that. This number is kind of low. Yes, ma'am. They're not included. Compared to people. Yeah. Because what it is, most, most uh, you have hospice now. Yeah. So most of the hospice nurses have RN nurses, and they go out and do the pronouncing. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, unless, unless there is some suspicion of some foul play, uh, then they're notified 911, then they, law enforcement go out, and then they contact us, then we go out. Um, the, as far as the um, hospital deaths, hospital deaths are, let's say, for example, if you go to the hospital and you live more than 24 hours, then they will call us anyway. And they'll be like, well, you know, this patient came from Liberty County, but they've been here 72 hours. Well, that's not a coroner's case because outside of that 24-hour window. Unless it's, a, unless it's towards an accident or mm -hmm. any kind of foul play, anything you die with after that. But just a natural death and you live more than 72 hours, everything is pretty much documented. From CAT scans and everything is documented on what the, what the cause of death and all will be. So those are the ones cases not included, mm -hmm. the NCC cases. Okay. So if, uh, help me out. So if a hospice nurse pronounces them and they have to turn that paperwork into, I guess, uh, what, probate? Yes, they turn it to the funeral home. To the funeral home. Yes, sir. So yes, hospital nurse. So you do get the information. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Hospital nurses, uh, the hospital nurse will turn the paper again to the funeral home. Okay. Um, they have a pronouncement time on it, and everything will be on their hospital sheet. You say funeral home, but they turn to you as coroner. Or? No, sir. The hospital hospital sign the death certificate. They'll do everything. They'll okay. so they'll they, turn their sheet so over to the funeral home, and then we we out of it all together. Okay. Now we have gotten involved with cases. So you only see it if if they choose. Funeral home. Yes, yes, So there's no obligation for them to report to you as coroner no, if they no. do the pronouncement. Yes, sir. Now, unless there is a situation where it's rough weather, bad weather, or or whatever, and the hospital nurses can't get from where they're at to mm -hmm. in the county here, mm -hmm. then they would call us and then we would go out and do the pronouncing for them. Um, and that point in time, we pronounce and then turn it back over to hospice. Sure. Um, but we do do that occasionally to the hospice. I would just, I don't know, for some reason, I thought that every death comes, comes to through you. us. I did too. Yeah. No matter who yeah. pronounced it, I thought still the coroner mm -hmm. notified. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I would say um, it's a, it's a, how would I say, it's a catch winner too, because if that were the case, it'd be these numbers here would be more higher yeah. <laughs> versus with it now. Um, so, but, so if a person, hear me out. So if a person wanted to know then how many deaths there were in Liberty County, I couldn't come to you because you you would not have everyone that's. No, sir. I would not have all so, the deaths. So no, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the probate to get that information? Yes, sir. Yes, I would have all the number of deaths we have in Liberty County mm -hmm. that we would call and we would call involved with. Okay. Um, but as far as the hospice, nurses, and all, gotcha. I wouldn't have those numbers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But on the funeral home side, we have the funeral home numbers. You're right. Um, right. But if you put each funeral home numbers together, you're probably anywhere between four, five hundred, six hundred calls. Yeah. Yeah. 
children five of natural causes. What's a natural cause for a child's death? Uh, natural cause like if a child is born with a birth defect oh, okay. um, and live for a little while, um, or if they, they got any kind of disability, uh, medical problems, medical issues, they have to go in the hospital or mm -hmm. find unresponsive at home mm -hmm. due to that medical condition, mm -hmm. like cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. um, you have some children who live a certain age, time frame. Mm -hmm. um, those are called natural deaths. Called natural yes. Or special needs children. Yeah. It's natural deaths. Uh, you know, just piggyback on it. Did you or anybody happen to read where the young boy was climbing the rock wall in the gymnasium mm -hmm. and he was on a, he had a harness on and they said he fell and they brought him down with the harness and when they got down there, they performed CPR on him and everything and they pronounced him dead mm -hmm. and he came back to life. Mm -hmm. After a little bit, hmm. I so I want you to make sure <laughs> you come to my house. <laughs> well, well Norman, commission. Well, by, by the time I, I better be dead. <laughs> by the time, by the time we get there, hopefully EMS then did their part and put the leads on you and made sure you ain't got no heart rhythm. They yeah. that young man. I mean, they said they did all that stuff, but I, I was thinking. I said. Man, what, you know, somebody, if you pronounce him, mm. I guess they pronounced him. The EMS pr pronounced him there. They did. But he had actually come back. Yeah. Uh, they said it was a something with his heart rhythm, that, that shock. Just, mm -hmm. It's just like the football player. player. Hit real yeah. hard and mm -hmm. go out. <laughs> but I just well, wanted to I pray you. and hope that never <laughs> yeah. happens because it's so – Oh, Mary, I, let Marion come check me. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I might be looking for another another, another employment that comes back. You know, so. I'll be looking for some more employment after that one, I guess. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine getting at the funeral home that's not deceased. Any questions for thank, thank you, sir. Um, yes, sir. No problem. Yeah. I also, too, want to uh, pick off so a couple more things, too. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, um, of course, you know the morgue. We do have the morgue still, mm -hmm. and issues still with the, the morgue being full. So I want to give you a kind of an update on that issue. Has that improved post-COVID? Somewhat, somewhat. The biggest issue now is, of course, is GBI still. So GBI is still taking time to, but we can actually um, send someone off for an autopsy mm -hmm. uh, due to the fact of you know, doctors and they don't have the doctors to really staff the facility in Pooler um, like it should be staffed, mm -hmm. especially for 32 counties that Pooler takes care of. Mm -hmm. So right now they're still backlog a little bit trying to catch up on backlog mm -hmm. but we still have cases that we're still holding for at least three to four days before we can do an autopsy mm -hmm. um i think right now we have three or either four now that's under refrigeration now in the, in the morgue now mm -hmm. that we so that give us two slots left and so um if anything does happen then i i, I bought a refrigeration cooler at the funeral home. so i use that one we have it's a four draw cooler so i use that one and i also have a two draw cooler so we got extra six if we need to be to be told at 12 if need be. Are you keeping the hospital full? Mr. Pierce, are you charging for the morgue at the, the coolers at the funeral home? No, sir. So that's, gener that's generosity? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. I don't, I, don't charge, I don't charge for the use of the field at the funeral home. No, sir. No, I, it's, I, I'm, I got no taxes going on and, and, <laughs> and no charges, you know. I, I, I you know, I, kindness, I will say this too. Y'all don't have to never worry about me probably working for county commissioner because um, 
you know, I don't want to sit on y'all's shoulders with that, <laughs> having to deal with all this money and budgets and everything, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I just take Mr. Brown's job over here. <laughs> no, I don't want your job. I'm sorry. No, I don't want your job. No, no, no. no. Definitely appreciate everything uh, that not only you but your your whole uh, support staff do for the county. Well, we appreciate y'all. We couldn't do it without you all, so we appreciate y'all. And you, know, um, you all have one of those jobs that is needed, but no one ever wants to see you coming. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I used to look at the job as part time. Oh, yeah. Um, when I first got started, I used to do the job part time. Um, but over the year, over the years in that first year and second year and third year start growing and I look at it now this is full time. This is this is just like any other job it is it's full time. Right. Um and I mean I, I appreciate the, the support of the commissioners because even this year, you know, I'm asking for one more full time this year. Um and I mean it's it's gotten to a point to where you have the temporary employees, which is good. Right. But if we ever have a natural disaster, those temporary employees are gonna be going to the full time job. And then they will leave us in a position where we only have me and one other full time. So we, I mean, we're just trying to looking at everything that's going on in the world and everything going on. I mean, we're just trying to be proactive. Well, you're making me think. Yeah. So, in the, in the event of a natural disaster, would you have uh, access to what the EMS call, police call, mutual aid, where you can bring in someone to assist? We you? will. We will have access. The only biggest issue is would they be able to get in the county um, if there's up in that block where they be able to get in. Um, we do have a um, a team that is that will be prepared to come. Um, it's just to be if they can get in and get out, and, and what we going resource we going to do. Is that a conversation, Mr. Brown? We have with EMA so in, to ensure that in the event, praise the Lord, hope we don't have one. But if we do, that that yeah. wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll be mostly probably in in, in EMA with with, um, with them, and, and and that only one deputy going out in the field yeah. to try to do everything. So. Um, but that's why I put in, and y'all see a special interest item this year for the second full time. Mm -hmm. And that would take away from the temporary employee and make it full time. So in other words, the temporaries are good, but full time is always better. They're dedicated to the coroner's office. Yeah. I think it. all over the country now, um, communities are embracing for potential disasters. So we need not wait to put our plan together, you know, when that happens. So. <laughs> So if you see already there could be an issue with someone I, mutual aid getting into the county, we need to go ahead and take care I, of that. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very scary and very leery every day um, because anything can happen at any, mm -hmm. any given moment, any given time frame, phone can ring, um, and everybody is just, I mean, it, you can have all the plans in place, yeah. but if it ever happens, we're going to all be in a frenzy trying to make sure we find plans, find this, find that. Um, that's why I go to EMA, great EMA, great support and everything. They've got everything, plans and everything. Um, they they ready to jump on it any minute, any given time. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I heard a sobering conversation about the internet being down in the last couple of days, and someone in the management said, we had a backup plan, but we never tested it. Yeah. We never tested it. Mm -hmm. So let's test our backup <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's just, it's just too much going on. You look at news, look at news. You got, I mean, you got shooting here. You got, I mean, it's just so much going on. I mean, anybody can walk into Walmart, and I mean, you can Anything have can mass cash right there. Yeah. Um, and mass cash does not have to be a hundred people or, or two. Right. It can be just ten people. But we just don't have the resources to take care of those ten people. Mm -hmm. um, I can say here we've got the resources to take care of, to take care of it. Um, but at the same time, we would need more resources to come in to be able to help assist. 
But I, I'm a firm believer. I like to try to take you home mm-hmm. until the Calvary gets here. Mm-hmm. And then when the Calvary gets here, then the Calvary can come in and help us finish up what we need to do. <laughs> um, but just in case the Calvary can't get here in time, mm-hmm. um, I want to be able to take care of my home. Right. Yeah. Right. Mr. Right. Perry, just yes, one more question, Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Uh, looking at the, the suicide numbers, yes, sir. Uh, are, are those up or, or about the same? They the are really, um, the suicide numbers are going up a little bit. Right. Um, and it's just due to, uh, it's a lot of our suicides will, for example, we've had uh, like the murder-suicide mm-hmm. that was here in uh, right. Randall, the murder-suicide, um, that was just pretty much domestic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but most of, most of them are actually just actually suicides. They are gunshot wounds, um, things that you did with suicides. And some are soldiers, some have been civilians. Right, and, yeah. and, and I, I know uh, we've had that discussion just like what you were talking about, about the MOU. So, but these numbers are just strictly outside of Fort Stewart, again, correct? Yeah, So we st- most of our numbers are outside so of Fort Stewart. Right, so even with the MOU, you still don't have access yeah, to Yeah, we, we, we will have access now. We will have okay. access to okay. the, but they're not checking. included in here. Right. But, but we do have access to that now. We've asked them to call us on all deaths, mm-hmm. whether it's civilians or not. Right. Um, and the agreement we have is they would call us, we would turn around and we would take the information, then we would turn around and say, well, we, we give basically Fort Stewart back jurisdiction once they find us a soldier. Um, but they would call us and confer with us and let us know what's going on. Which in the past, it used to be, is y'all case? You know, that's that. But now they call us, we discuss it. Then we call the office mech examiner. The office mech examiner, we both talk together. And then we come up and we give them jurisdiction. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, of course, you, you know, anytime you think about suicides, you know, the first thing you think about is, is mental health. Yeah. And, and what can we do from our standpoint, from the county or even support groups or yeah. anything like that to kind of help prevent that. Because, well, I mean, everyone knows since COVID, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that kind of changed the, the environment, oh, not only in Liberty County, not in the state, but the nation and the world. So uh, I think at the meeting they had at the, um, mm-hmm. was that Honey. midway? Yeah, they, they discussed the, um, the mental health crisis. Listen, and yeah, it's, it's and, serious. Yeah, it's and really they discussed serious. some resources that they're trying to, they're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sheriff, I think, is spearheading a lot of that for the resources and trying to get a certain area wing and all they uh, put on to be able to handle it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of 1013s, they can't, let uh, me help patients, they have nowhere to go. I mean, everything is full, they can't <clears> get the services. Right. Um, and most of them, they need the services, but they can't, they can't get them. Yeah. And, and some medications are making it worse. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, All right, yeah. but absolutely, right. yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a true believer in that. Yeah, I, so many issues they, they, on, they, on yeah. a daily basis, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I give you a call and we will sit down. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, Mr. Gordon. Yes, sir. Appreciate All right. that. All right. Thank you, sir. Right. Your, see, your, Mr. Walden, I, I did. Now, see, I didn't ask for nothing much this time. I did. See, I'm no, I that. was just wondering. I was listening to <laughs> yeah, Mr. Frazier talking about the suicides, and it kind of bothered me. You ain't thinking about killing yourself. <laughs> man, 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 you, man, man, you see this? Sir. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you all now. If, you know, I, I can't tell you what's, how I'm going to leave this, sir. And I would joke with, with Mr. Pierce all the time. Yeah, I was glad to see yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see him because he always say he's glad to see me, and I'll tell him yeah. it could be he could see me and I can't see him. So I'm glad to see him. So a lot of people don't like to see me. Um, right. 
you know, on the well, they like to see me, you know, on this, you know, this side here with a lot of people like, oh, here come the corner, oh, what's, what's going on, you know. No. So, you know, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Reggie's business is always looking up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the I'm the last one to let you down. Anyway. So, so, All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you all. Thank you, sir. Uh, Appreciate thank you. you, sir. Dad, your dad. Oh, he's doing good. Davis. He's doing good. County Public Works. Yep. Good evening. And land transfer. You folks have discussed this before, but uh, this contract authorizes your acquisition of a six-acre tract next to Coastal EMC uh, as an expansion of your public works operations. Mm -hmm. um, and the contract provides for very simple terms. Uh, the sales price is thirty thousand uh, dollars, and the county will acquire full title to the property. Uh, I think right now there is a, a dirt road that goes to the middle of the property that, that accesses Coastal's property in the back. And so as part of the transaction, the county will push a new dirt road um, you know, to allow Coastal to have access to its, uh, its property. But other than that, there are no unusual terms and it's a very straight ahead transaction. And so the board simply needs to authorize the chairman to execute the agreement. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer it. Everybody clear? Mr. Brown, you want to add anything to? I think we, I know we, we discussed it. Um, As usual, Coastal EMC has been a good partner to work mm -hmm. with. So. I make a motion we approve the purchase agreement. Okay. I make a motion that we <coughs> accept the purchase agreement for public works. I got your back. I'm just second. She, she made the motion. <laughs> right, and then you second. Mm -hmm. All right, any further discussion? All in favor, by show of hands, please. All in favor, by show of hands, please. All in favor, by show of hands, please. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't hear you. Yeah, I just thought, the chairman, I was, uh, I don't know if I missed something. I probably did, but um, public works, and we got the lawyer there as opposed to the Clinton, what, what was that about? What was? <laughs> no, no, he's here because we're doing a land acquisition. For the purchase ag agreement? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay. for the expansion that. We're, we're, we're buying lands, a real estate, land. real estate oh, transaction. So it's a contract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real estate, yeah. yeah. And you look that, that, that's your answer, man. Buying dirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just. What, what about quit, the man. other piece of dirt? I thought maybe Clinton was uh, out of town and he just had a <laughs> he was here had filling in for him or something. All right, land transfer at Liberty Regional. Now, see, I, I could see Kelly being here for this. <laughs> <laughs> More of a notification, as you folks know, uh, with your takeover of the uh, EMS operations, the hospital authority agreed to transfer title to the current EMS station behind the hospital. And so this, uh, this deed is simply uh, accomplishing that. Uh, the hospital authority will be transferring title to the <coughs> station to the county, mm -hmm. and I just need a motion to uh, accept the property, and that's it. That's so signature we'll Second. Motion and second, we accept the transfer of property from Liberty Regional to Liberty County Board of Commissioners. Any further discussion? All in favor, a show of hands, please. All right, the motion passes. Thank you, sir. Thank you, folks. Fill in for Bob Seville. Probably He's probably on. You don't even know. You don't even know. Probably does not. It's like I, I never have been touching her. Just waiting for that. Can I be a few minutes? Bob Seville. Did we uh, hold that property anyhow? Did the hospital buy that property? Yeah. Donnie? 
in the beginning when they put the EMS office there. Yes. Mm -hmm. but, but we yeah, I was just wondering if, if well, that's right, because they were, it was over there with them at that time, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Brown, you doing the casualty insurance presentation? Actually, oh, there he is. Bill is with us again. Technology. Mr. Seville, hello. Hello. Y'all ready for me? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I appreciate you having me back here. Y'all will recall our meeting last week, or two weeks ago, wasn't it? And uh, going through the insurance, and we've uh, got a, a final proposal completed, which I'm going to share on your screen right now. Y'all can hear me all right, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, yes sir. Um, so, uh, we went out and uh, we've gone to quite a few markets to try to get this uh, down as much as possible and get the best possible plug. You know, we had a lot of challenges this year. Uh, so, if you'll look on your screen, you'll see that uh, uh, we have, uh, we'll start with the general liability and the general liability, as we mentioned, was going to go up a little bit because of the budget and the uh, uh, number of employees, a few changes there. So we're satisfied with that. The, um, and I'll uh, skip down to the automobile next. And you'll recall that we talked about the 400% uh, loss ratio on the auto. So uh, this somewhat we expected increase we would get on this uh, to get that loss ratio back up un down under 100 percent. We were with uh, Hudson Insurance Company last year with them for about five years. Uh, we, and they've been a good partner, but uh, this year they have uh, non-renewed us and uh, so we had to go to national indemnity. So this particular coverage, uh, we're, we've moved some things around, and uh, we, while we don't have a deductible in your liability, um, there's a $2,500 deductible on the physical damage. Uh, and we're only covering 12 vehicles because of the cost of the physical damage coverage. This uh, uh, would have been about $250,000 if we'd have covered all the vehicles. So we used a, uh, we did two things. One, we had a threshold of $100,000 and we're self-insuring everything under 100,000. And then that leaves, uh, well, we moved the ambulances over to the volunteer fireman's insurance policy, which was much less in premium. And uh, we couldn't do that previously until we started using our own drivers. And uh, that was 10 vehicles right there that we got off this policy, and that helped quite a bit. The uh, uh, remaining 12 vehicles are mostly solid waste trucks and uh, a few dump trucks. So you can see that premium is 57,000. One thing we'll note on here is that this particular carrier will not cover our hired and non-owned uh, vehicles, which uh, which is a, a coverage we'd like to have. Uh, so uh, we have gone back out to the marketplace and, and we're trying to find a separate carrier 
that would add that coverage back for us. Um, the, the next thing we, we uh, will drop down to is the law enforcement liability. Uh, you'll see that went up a little bit, and that's rated based on the number of officers that we have, and of course the loss experience, which has been fairly good. Uh, your, your public entity uh, management, which is what covers the board and, and the employees for negligence for wrongful acts, and the employment practices liability. Uh, this employment practices liability went up quite a bit. Um, uh, the number of employees that that travelers used last year was uh, was not a true number of the number of employees they actually had, and uh, they they used a different number for this this year. But this is mainly driven by the losses that that exist in the uh, in the insurance industry for public practice ability for uh, termination cases and and uh, discrimination and things like that. So you so sure you see those types of claims frequently and they're, uh, they're much, one claim is much more than it's bringing with it. Uh, skip down to the umbrella and the umbrella uh, is excess over all of these coverages we just talked about except the automobile. Uh, and we, we keep the automobile at a million dollars because that's statutory. Um, we don't want to increase our exposure about being about uh, that. Uh, the next one that we talked about quite a bit uh, in our last meeting was the uh, property. And we knew this was going to take a huge increase. Uh, and part of this was because the values we had right here, uh, you can see they almost doubled. And that is because uh, we spent a lot of time out in the field uh, making sure all of the buildings had the correct value because uh, we only would be compensated for the amount of value shown on our statement of value that particular building. We determined with the inflation, everything that's occurred, that we were tremendously undervalued. And uh, we added back uh, additional limits for business interruption and extra expense if it was a building to another location, something of that nature. Um, and we uh, added back fence. Uh, you know, at the jail, we have uh, $200,000 worth of fences. So if you have a tornado hit that and watch fencing out, you make sure you have that coverage. Um, so the, in addition to that, so you can see where we were, um, the, the property values doubled. And then we talked about the property rates are probably as bad or even folks in the industry say worse than it was after 9-11. Uh, and uh, after 9-11, nobody could get coverage. So uh, the coastal rates and places where you have a catastrophic exposure have almost doubled. And we're seeing that reflected. Uh, it took us literally until 3 o'clock this afternoon to get all this put together because Last year, we had uh, two carriers that accommodated our $100 million in coverage. But this year, uh, we have over 12 carriers that take different pieces of each layer. And so we layered this up to a limit of $100 million per occurrence. 
and that's that'll be our total limit that we maintain on there. Uh, the last thing I'll mention is cyber liability that I think we talked about a little bit last time. That uh, we've we've done a good job of keeping that flat, and all the uh, money you've spent to, to get multi-factor authentication and EDR and all the different defenses we have against the uh, cyber attack have helped us in that amount. So uh, we have some other quotes coming in uh, and we continue to try to improve these numbers. Uh, so Joey would like to get uh, authorization from the chairman if we can find something better uh, for instance, we might be able to drop this number down for another number, and we may have some carriers to come in more competitive on me. Uh, and we've gone back to Hudson and asked them to try to give us a quote for this, even though they non-renewed us. Uh, their actuarial numbers said it would be 700000 but they want to put a large deductible on it. So we're not convinced that would be the best thing for us. Uh, so that... That completes our presentation, and I'll, let, I'll turn it back over to Joe. Yeah, just, just a note, um, as Bob mentioned, Bob, I appreciate all the work y'all been doing. So uh, our renewal date is May 1st, and so uh, as, as I think he mentioned last time, so really what we wanted to go ahead and do was, was bind, give the chairman authorization by May 1st to bind the best available for us. This is the best available we see right now. But again, if there is one area in here that gets better to authorize the chairman to go ahead and bind the best coverage for the county along these limits specified. We need to vote today on, on this particular presentation. We do. Mr. Brown, do we have the total or did I miss? Is this in? 2,545,704. 2 million Five forty-five. There it is, right there. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. As versus eight hundred and five. Eight hundred and five seven ninety-nine last year. Right. Mm. And that's primarily driven by the uh, losses of the auto uh, and things we talked about on the property. And that, just as a reminder too, so the losses. You know, actually, when you look back on the five-year run. The, the losses, the hard losses occurred in years one and two of that. Um, actually, over the last three years, the auto losses haven't been as bad, if I remember our, our chart, Bob, and when we looked at it. So one of those years will fall off next year. But I, I don't want you to be misled that this past year we've had a bad auto loss claim, but it's the experience over a five-year period. So as I remember, that first year that's in there, uh, in fact, there it is right there. If I remember right, that that first one that was in there was actually, yeah, no, the second year that it was in there, loss ratio, I mean, none of them have been real good, but that one particularly, 477%. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's another one in there too, 443%. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this, this past year has not been the cause. It's an average over the last five. Well, yeah. So what happened, in that, what, what happened in that 20, that, that second year where you got the 1,112% uh, one 
I, I don't know in particular what happened, uh, whether it was they're actually re making a large reserve probably for a claim that happened the year before, to tell you the truth, or some subsequent year to 2018, 2019, because a large, mm -hmm. a large part of that was a loss reserve of $750,000. So it must have been a large claim. Um, there was a large claim evidently prior to the 18-19 time frame that they were reserving for. Yeah, you know, we had, uh, you know, right here, we had uh, several uh, claims that were, what we had here just at the top. Uh, you see, we had these 20 claims uh, over 10,000 to 100,003. From 100 to 250, and oh, uh, and we can't go into the individual claims. Wow, that's five. Mm. Five under 2,000. Mm. <clears throat> what are we looking at? Anything that's out there now that we, I mean, we from this point forward, but if we're looking in arrears, what? what what are our options? I mean, we're going to have to use what was already there. I mean, we're so Go look at the last six years. Mm -hmm. okay. and, uh, so you can see that this will have some baggage for a while. Well, that's and, what I was looking at the, the baggage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just catch uh, that, that our goal here, uh, and in this current year, you know, it's 71%. Uh, and if you get into the insurance world, they'll say that's a green year and it hasn't developed because you'll get claims in subsequent years that date back to this year. Mm. And those claims will grow. Uh, you know, you may have an accident, something of that nature uh, is what we generally see. You're basing that then on what our history is for... I mean, when you're looking at it, is it a history for six years or is it a history for uh, as many years as you've got? What have you got from 23 to 18? Is, uh, it, is yeah. there's nothing? There's a look at these five years right here. They usually throw out this this uh, current year. Right. Because it's not complete. You know, we could have an accident tomorrow. Um, but they'll look at these, these five complete years. Right. And then, you know, the closer you get to the current date, the more of these loss ratios could develop. You know, a uh, actuary would look at this and tell you that that 443% is probably going uh, to develop out to 500 or 600% based on normal insurance tables. Um, so your goal here is to uh, improve risk management and that's what we were talking about last week, uh, to try to put the policies and procedures in place so that uh, we're, and we use the sheriff to help us do that, and we put things in place that would be proactive before we have a claim. And the greater extent we can do that and train our drivers and make it a positive influence on our drivers and you know, our employees. Check the MVRs, which you're, you're already checking those, but um, uh, Joe, I don't know if we want to talk to some of the uh, 
restrictions that this company will have on the, the drivers uh, at some point in time, but it would be to help us improve our experience. And, uh, and you're already doing most of what they're asking to do. Uh, so you can see right there, and then uh, distracted driving has been a huge problem. A lot of times, uh, y'all have all seen the advertising on that and so forth, but even when you get into an emergency vehicle, you have so many things to distract you in there, uh, and they're really not, uh, you know, they're not subject to the same distracted driving uh, laws, if you will, but uh, it really uh, is a challenge for them, and they have to learn to, how to use verbal commands and things instead of looking at something. So those are all the things that we want to begin to implement and everything to do to get these numbers down. Joey. <clears throat> Out of all of these vehicles that we're talking about, all of these vehicles belong to the Board of Commissioners are connected, like the Sheriff Office, all of those, are, none of them from the, uh, let's say, District Attorney Office? No, there'd be some in the District Attorney's Office that we provide for, the majority of them now, probably. But be sh all of them, all the vehicles are titled to the County Commission under the Enterprise Program. But again, that's one major change too, that there is no more collision deductible, there is no more collision coverage. Uh, anything that you, that this wreck will be the responsibility of the county to fix out of pocket. Um, and that is something that as we talk with other agencies, other jurisdictions going through the same thing uh, that they've had to do with some of the same carriers is implement these some different driving, some different driving policies that are going to have to take effect, but also to that are seeing things like that happen. They're having to go self-insured simply because of the cost. Uh, we looked at the loss ratios, the collision uh, costs that have been incurred over the last year, last couple of years, and and as Bob mentioned, I think he said to about two hundred fifty thousand more dollars to add that coverage in there. We weren't coming anywhere close to paying those amounts. For, for accidents. So uh, it behooves us to be in the self-insured side now because the cost of coverage has gone up so bad. It averages out to about $55,000. You would throw out any claims that would occur on one of the big trucks because those would be insured. So that would take that average down a little bit. Are you seeing, are you are you seeing this across the state? Or everywhere you're doing business, are you seeing this? Yeah, we're, uh, uh, yes, sir, we, the, the state of the insurance market right now, uh, just today, uh, I, I would say I might get uh, five non-renewals in a year. And today, just today, I got 10 in. And the uh, uh, insurance market in general has just been hit with so many claims. You know, you've seen what the, weather has done, mm -hmm. uh, very unusual. I mean, it's, it's <coughs> interior has been touched uh, by these different claims. And, you know, we've never had the number of hurricanes before had in the last five years. Uh, but also on the auto side, there, the size of these claims seems to be growing. And uh, the 
carriers, it's almost every uh, city or county you look at has a large claim on it. And uh, I don't like to get uh, in all the reasons for that right here, but uh, it, if you talk to any insurance person, even your, your homeowner's agent, uh, you've probably seen this on your homeowner's policies, that premiums will go up in your other policy. Uh, and in particular, Georgia is one of the top first states in the top five as far as uh, automobile loss experience. <clears throat> so it's sort of a, uh, this particular situation we have this year is a perfect storm of the property, you know, we doubled our values, the property rates, especially for coastal, have doubled. Your uh, auto experience has been, uh, you know, real tough, and uh, and the state in general had tough loss experience, and uh, so we're seeing this, uh, these types of increases, virtually every account. You know, there's some of the utilities are not so bad, counties and cities of any size are. So Bob, you you're saying that over the years coming up. With the change in driving habits between a couple of the agencies involved, should make a difference in years to come. We think so. Okay. Uh, now, also, what about the em employees that's driving vehicles belong to the county? Let me see if I can say this right. But they're not per se county employees. Shouldn't be anybody driving a county vehicle that's not a county employee. Well, I'm going back to the DA office. Well, they're, yeah, but they're covered. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be covered. There's a list of drivers that's submitted every year for a driver's list um, of <clears throat> approved drivers, and they're on the driver's list. And, and it's more of a, it's more of a, I think Bob pointed this out. We we're talking about equipment or something today. Actually, we we're talking about non-owned vehicles, but it's more of a numbers than it is a person. So, so you know, they're insuring X number of drivers. And vehicles. Yeah, and, and vehicles. Yeah. Generally, and when you the, the easiest rule of thumb is that the insurance follows the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So uh, you'll have the coverage. Usually, no matter who's driving it, this company wants the driver's list. Okay. Well, Joey, did you see this coming? Or I mean, we talked this when we started to do renewals. Really? And, we, and I see it coming all the time when we so get accident reports. The, the avenue we're going to have to pay it is going to be a one-time. No, sir, we'll pay it if they occur. Per, per, now, per now we'll pay the premium. Accident. The premiums right. are going to be paid in May, um, but on the accident side, we'll pay those at time of occurrence if the vehicle's fixed. So, in May, what are we going to be paying the total amount? Two, two, five, four, five, seven, zero, oh, four. Good gracious, a lot. Like Bob said too, that with with the property <laughs> values. I mean, and David was in here earlier just the cost of lumber but you I mean y'all know we go through the the new construction of the projects went from $150 a square foot to over 300 mm -hmm. um, 
Everything's so, so, taken so, out. And I think something that he said that was key, too, that wasn't the same way on the old policy was that we had a list of scheduled values for property and contents countywide, and there was a value assigned to each facility. But pretty much if you were within the range there and you didn't grossly come close to exceeding your total value limits, you could work with the insurance provider. In other words, if your justice center to rebuild actually costs, it was on a replacement schedule, and you had it on there for you know, $12 million and it costs 13 to rebuild it, you probably work with them to try to do something. This is a strict, this is more strict. And, and so you gotta be better safe than sorry on your, on your building values. Have we got the money? You gotta have you the money. Get it out of the <laughs> you gotta have the money. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> what do you fund. want to try to do? <clears throat> general fund item. Well, yeah, it'll be a general fund, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just like it is every year, it's budgeted under risk management. Just but as the, um, are you going to pay it out of the general fund, or are you going to try to use fund balance to take it in May, and thus bill that back? I, I, well, no, actually, well, it'll, it'll. I mean, it'll be paid out of the general fund, and if there's not enough cash in the bank account at the time, it's we'll draw. But I mean, uh, don't know what the cash on hand is right now, but but it would basically end up probably coming out of fund balance. Yes. You, you will, it will be something you'll consider. Um, actually, you know, Bob, we, we will have to pay it, but it'll be an item that'll show up in next fiscal year. It'll actually be an item that you're considering in your next fiscal year budget. Let's still have to I pay. wouldn't mind doing it, but I, I would think that you, we need to have, if it's gonna be on our back, we need to send a letter to the direct reports that report to you and constitutional officers. If they drive a county vehicle, they're going to have to be required to go through a defensive driving class. Well, we're going to, yeah, we're going to get a whole list of things, and y'all will be privy to that, to, to everything that's going to have to change on that driver's thing. We're doing a lot of it already, but mm -hmm. we're doing, I think, uh, every second or third year MVR checks, those will go to one year. Uh, there will probably be some, some, policies internal to some constitutional officers that'll need to be amended. Do y'all do that, Gary? So, uh, Put people through a defensive drive? Those are count, those are city vehicles? Yeah. County provides that so for We do. Mm -hmm. We we do defensive I mean we, we we can get we get that through our risk management control group. We, we, that's one thing we're already kind of doing. certain people who they require to take. <laughs> well and if, if you have an accident in a county vehicle you're required to go through a driver's defensive driver's class. And before you go back under the wheel again, so. Is that just your department or all departments? That's all of them. Oh, all departments. So that's already in place? Mm -hmm. It's already that in place. place. I've been in there with them. Small. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Donald, you look like you've got you a big ticket item here. Here's, here's where we are. Here's where we are. Yeah. Sharon Taylor motion. Yeah. I make a motion that we grant permission as we go back out and search before May 1st, you say, Mr. Brown? May 1st, yes, sir. Finds anything that's much more suitable than what we're looking at now and grant him the permission to do what's necessary with paperwork. Find uh, the best. Find the best suitable. Find the best option for coverage available. Second the motion. 
I'll second it. All right, motion and a second. Any further discussion? I think there's been further discussion. I just want to, uh, again, say let's uh, make sure that all of our folks working, that you get a letter to them that's saying this is what this went up to. I mean, there's no other way to explain it. All in favor of the motion present, let me know my show of hands, please. Opposition. I hope you'll send me a copy of it. I don't drive one, but I, I'd like to see what kind of <laughs> message you send them. Right. Be just like building maintenance today. He came up and said what he needed. <laughs> he did. Agreement to conduct municipal election. Yes, sir. This is uh, agreement to conduct city of Hinesville municipal election in November. Uh, it is Enjoy. the same. You want to tell him he can go? Bob, thank you so much. I'm sorry. Oops. All right. We're, we're moving on. Go <laughs> 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 sit for the rest of the show. <laughs> he, he's, he's been, uh, that day, um, I, I tell you, and he's off here now, but uh, over the last, you know, 45 days, and, and insurance companies will not give you a quote until you get inside a 45-day window and some down to the day, but they, They've really been working hard on that. This is an agreement to conduct the City of Hinesville Municipal Election uh, through our Liberty County Board of Elections Registration Department. 100% um, reimbursable since there'll be no other elections going on at that time uh, for them. So it's, it is the same contract that you have approved before. And I did make a note, even though I hadn't seen it uh, after Ms. Rhonda was in here today, that I'm gonna contact those other municipalities because um, they'll, they'll need to sooner than later uh, go ahead and get their agreement in here so we can get it approved. Waltonville and uh, Riceboro? Waltonville, Riceboro, and Gum Branch, I believe it was, right? And Gum Branch. Allen Hurst. Allen Hurst. And Gum Branch, Gun Branch too. too. Yeah. Everybody self uh, Midway, Midway, I guess. You need a motion, Mr. Chairman? Yeah, I need a motion. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Show of hands, please. All right. Let's go. Mr. Mosley, ambulance bids. Amalant staff, uh, EMS staff, and uh, tweaked it, sent it out to bid. We only received one um, bid, and that was from Custom Body Works in the amount of $315,285. Um, we would like to recommend to the board that we reject that and make some more adjustments, tweak the specifications, and send it out to bid. We were looking at um, we were looking at somewhere around the 200000 range, I mean, uh, um, about the 270 280 range. Uh, but this, as you can see, is a substantial increase from that amount. Wait a minute, Mr. Mr. Mosey. Yes, sir. Just one there? Yes, sir. One ambulance. So it went from 180. Um, about about 275. Two something, yeah. Two something to 315. Yes, sir. And then that many years ago, though, Commissioner Stevens, it was in the 180s. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can we go ahead and get two while we go while we go at it before it goes up again? <laughs> One of the challenges too that that he mentions in that is that even this provider cannot guarantee us what type of chassis it might be or when the order might could be placed because the order banks aren't open on any chassis and so there was no no future delivery date or really specification to meet that God, he could provide. So we're going to have a conversation with him to see what options may be out there for other type chassis units. All right, Chair and team, did we vote? Motion to reject the bid. 
So moved, Mr. Chairman. Second. 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 Any further discussion? All in favor, show your hands, please. It has been duly rejected. Thank you. Try to do it better. Announcements, Mr. Brown? No, sir. The only other thing is we've got two items for real estate. Okay, Chair, to the motion to go out of direct session into executive session. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor?
A motion to come Great. out of executive session back in the regular session. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Uh, nothing that's for good order. Motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. 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 All in favor? Ooh, we are stand adjourned.